Hey everyone, this is Christopher Chansey, creator of Theater of Heels. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to check out this and my other projects on my website, ChristopherChansey.com. If you're interested in supporting my work, please take a look at my Patreon at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. Thank you for the moment of your time, and now I present you with our story. Theater of Heels, Chapter 30, Talent Pool. You've barely touched your food. What? Erica looked from her plate to Jefferson. Oh, sorry. I guess I'm not very hungry. <laughs> Pity, said Jefferson. The Falcos is one of the best restaurants in the maze. The walls of the crowded yet quiet restaurant were adorned with autographed pictures of various heroes and heels, as well as old newspapers of famous heroic battles. Was it always like this? She asked. Like what? She indicated the pictures on the walls. I don't know. Orchestrated? Was the first superhero always trying to vie for fame, money, and glory? Jefferson took a sip of wine. I do not believe so, no. I think many of the past heroes and heels were just that. There were people putting on garish costumes to make the world look better or worse per their individualized ideologies. When did it change to... Erica waved her hand around trying to find the words. To this way of doing things. He sighed. I'm sorry, I do not rightly know when the shift happened. I'm not sure who would know. I have inquired about this particular bit of information a few times myself. Thus far, everyone I have asked has been as clueless as I. The general estimation is about 20 to 30 years ago. Is there anyone left from that time when everyone was still... genuine? I don't know if you could ever call someone who hides their identity as genuine. Erica snapped. You know what I mean. Jefferson held up his hand in a placating gesture. Take it easy, princess. Although I'm not exactly sure. I have heard that Block was once part of the old guard. The leader of the Capes Corps? Jefferson held up his glass. The very same. Erica's eyes darted side to side as she processed this. I wonder if Dr. Gadget was ever part of this regime. Jefferson thought it over. The old gadgeteer hero you have a poster of in your workshop? He shrugged. I'm not sure. I think it retired before the mask went into show business. Erica smiled. At least someone I believe in wasn't propagating a lie. Jefferson tilted his head. I suppose that is one way to find the bright side. He put his fork down. Erica, you've been somber since we left our, might I remind you, very successful pitch session. I realize that none of this is ideal, but trust me, we were given a major leg up today. You've not been here long enough to know how great an opportunity this is. I have been matched with A and B-lister heroes before, but there was never this much pomp and circumstance before. It seems the board appreciated your debut more than I thought. I believe they want to keep our forward momentum. You think so? Jefferson nodded. I really do. I think I might have encountered a member of the board today, she said quietly. <coughs> Jefferson choked on his line. 
After several moments of severe coughing, he looked up with an open mouth. <clears throat> Did? Yes. She then spent the next five minutes recounting her interaction at Razor's Bites. Then he must have mind whammy me again or something because I found myself standing where you found me. That's when I ran into Spearhawk, April, and the rest. Jefferson sat back staring at her with wide eyes. That is quite the encounter. You do not do anything in small measures. Erica shook her head. There's one thing about it all that I didn't understand. What's that? Why was Razorbite's wife so mad at me? He shrugged. It sounds like common jealousy. People in this community, particularly on the heels side, are very competitive. Although you didn't understand the circumstances, you inadvertently cost her husband that caper. People tend to take that pretty seriously around here. I've lost entire partnerships with people because of it. She wasn't the only one, said Erica. The entire crowd around us was jeering at me. They left gobs of money in a large tip jar. I mean, how do you explain that? I don't know. Misery loves commiseration, I suppose. I feel awful. Erica rubbed at her temple. If I'd known any better, I wouldn't have interfered with her husband's match. Jefferson chuckled. <laughs> if we had the gift of hindsight, none of us would make the same mistakes. We would just make a whole litany of new ones. Erica smiled. I guess you're right. Of course I am, he said promptly. Tell you what, if you're feeling up to it, after our meal, we'll go by that booth and give you the chance to talk to that woman, or even raise her by himself. Then you will have the opportunity to explain yourself and perhaps apologize for your, shall we say, lack of knowledge. Erica nodded. I would like that. She took a bite of her chicken enchilada. Why is everyone around here so afraid of the members of the board? I mean, this place is full of people that can level entire cities. But they cower away at the mere mention of them. Jefferson blanched. I'm not sure this is the right venue for that conversation. Where is? She held her hands out to the murmuring atmosphere. You may have a point, Jefferson admitted. You must understand, the board is the only thing that keeps us all in check. Without them, there are hundreds of potential individuals that would lay waste to everything in their path. As you know by now, they keep us in check with our lovely contracts. He tapped his head. If that doesn't work, they are not above the use of force. Force? Erica shook her head. How? What people like us fear most in our world is the Board of Inquiry. The Board of Inquiry? Erica repeated. Keep your voice down, Jefferson hissed. He looked around frantically. Erica followed his gaze and noticed that the restaurant had indeed gone very still. Everyone halted their conversations abruptly. One person had their spoon held up at an odd angle. Erica would have thought they were frozen in place if their gazes hadn't flitted around. It was as if they were expecting a SWAT team to come crashing in at any moment. Listen, Jefferson continued quietly. You just witness how unsettling they can be firsthand. 
Imagine what it feels like to be the epicenter of their terrible attention. Erica's mouth went dry as she looked at her partner. Have you? He nodded. Right after my powers first manifested, and I committed that terrible crime. He stared off into space as his mind transported to a dark place in time. He sighed. It was an accident, but it was still a horrible loss. I digress. The truth is the Board of Inquiry does not play around. They hit hard, fast, and quiet, and there is nothing you can do about it when they do. Are you sure? Yes, that group takes the best of us. Use that beautiful brain of yours and think about it. Off the top of your head, can you recall any heroes or villains with telepathic powers? Racking your brain, Erica couldn't think of any. There were dozens of telepathic students at the academy taught by Madame Migraine and other teachers, but not even one had made it to the Cape. No, she said truthfully. Jefferson nodded and took another fortifying gulp of wine. Of course you can. That businessman in our meeting today said so himself. The board keeps a monopoly on the entire talent pool of telepaths and precods on their direct payroll. They also keep people with teleportation powers firmly at their side. What about Spearhawk? Erica asked. Jefferson mulled it over for a moment to swirl the wine in his glass. He and maybe Clan are the only exceptions that I know of. I suspect they are allowed to run free because of their less than discreet way of using their powers. Spearhawk must chuck that bloody spear of his around, and Clan disappears and reappears in puffs of smoke. Although I still don't know if he technically teleports per se. His abilities are a bit... odd. So says the talking storm cloud. Touché. Erica sat back and rifled through her vast mental files of super dossiers, and again came up empty. Why would they do that? Jefferson looked at her grimly. Think about it. You're a smart girl. Erica's eyes flitted back and forth as she did the quick, tactical math. With the precogs, they would know what someone was going to do before they even attempted it. The telepaths could tell what they were thinking and planning, and coordinate with their other teammates, and maybe project what the precogs sensed as well. And the teleporters could be on their perpetrator instantly. Jefferson nodded. Supplement that with some other teammates with the propensity for dealing vast amounts of damage. Like a super strong powerhouse, an energy blaster. And you can have a very effective, proactive team. Erica shook her head. Why would they need them? Jefferson shrugged. There are a few thousand of us all vying for the same thing. It is an intense pressure cooker, to say the least. Sometimes someone breaks. The Board of Inquiry steps in to discreetly handle any situation that goes off script and threatens the secrecy of this grand enterprise. Their methods are swift and conclusive. That is why your debut was such an anomaly. Very few make it past their countermeasures without instant reprisal. Erica froze. What kind of reprisals? Jefferson met her eyes soberly. They disappear, Erica. Erica paused. The 
quiet murmur returned to the restaurant, but more than a few turned their heads quickly when she looked in their direction. Several patrons had signaled the waitstaff for their checks. I've heard of quite a few, but there is one I fought a few times. She was a rather lovely woman when I ran into her here. He snapped his fingers as he mulled it over. Dear me. What was her name again? She had beautiful long silver hair. She glowed and she could fly. Erica's eyes bulged. You're not talking about Silverlight from the Capes Corps, are you? I thought she died last year from a car crash. Jefferson shook his head. If only. She was the first B-lister I ever faced. Tough fight. I couldn't do anything to her. She absorbed every lightning bolt I threw at her. Since she could fly, I had to escape her via the sewers. Anyways, I digress. What really happened to her then? Erica asked. The board of inquiry happened. You see, Silverlight was married with two kids. And apparently her husband had decided that that arrangement did not work for him. So he filed for divorce and really did a number on her in court since she could not defend herself legally because of her psionic contract. This naturally upset her, so she decided to take it out on him in his new mansion. Before the Silver Light could give that blaggard the what for he deserved, the Board of Inquiry stepped in. She was never heard from again. Rumor has it, they had to erase her ex-husband's memory of the event. I personally hope that they lobotomized him. Erica's mouth went dry. Whoa, she breathed. Whoa, indeed, Jefferson nodded. Now, do you see why we treat the Board of Inquiry with such abject fear? They attack individuals for not what they have done, but what they consider doing. Erica shivered. Exactly. Jefferson pushed himself back from the table. Let's go ahead and pay our check. I'm not very hungry anymore. Me either. Later, as they left the maze, they walked past Razor Bite's booth. They found it closed and empty. Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater of Heels. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChancy.com, and my YouTube channel. Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. There you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell. <laughs>